to be praised. Amen. And um, we love him today. We appreciate him. It's in him the word of God says that we live and move and have our being. Hallelujah. So I'm thankful today, amen, that we have the opportunity to lift up our voices, amen, in unison and one accord just to worship and praise him. Hallelujah. We want to welcome everybody to uh, uh, the house of the Lord today. It's good to see you here. We welcome those um, that are watching by means of the live stream. We welcome you as well. And for the next little bit, we are focusing our attention uh, on heaven. Let's just uh, forget about the things of the earth. Don't don't think about uh, uh, the bad day you're going to have on your job tomorrow or whatever you got to face this coming week. This next little bit of time is devoted to Christ. Amen. And he deserves 100% of our attention. Amen. And, uh, you know, Jesus told the woman at the well that time, he said that the Father is seeking people who will worship him in spirit and in truth. Amen. And that is really the only way that we can do that is in spirit and in truth. I am uh, looking at our bulletin for this week. I hope everybody got one. Uh, as you um, uh, come in and looking at the um, no uh, uh, birthdays or anything like that, looks like this week. Um, our, um, I like what um, our bulletin talks about faith. It says faith sees the invisible, believes the incredible, and receives the impossible. Amen. That's good. I like that. Hallelujah. I could build a message on that. Faith sees the invisible, believes the incredible, and receives the impossible. Hallelujah. I want to um, 
uh, remind everybody that um, uh, um, there will not be a Wednesday night service this week. Um, few of us are going uh, to Louisville, Kentucky for the AWCA conference, and uh, others are um, going to be traveling elsewhere, so there will not be a midweek service uh, this coming um, Wednesday night. Um, they are wanting to meet all the ladies uh, in the fellowship hall after service. Please, uh, all the ladies, if you would uh, step into uh, the fellowship hall um, for a, um, a brief meeting after service today, that would be a um, appreciated. And uh, uh, that's about all of our announcements for this week, except um, uh, remind everybody that next Sunday uh, we're going to be celebrating the birthday of the church. Not not this congregation, not this assembly, but the church. Hallelujah. The body of Christ. Next Sunday is Pentecost Sunday uh, and uh, the 50th day after the Passover. And uh, uh, we uh, the day that God baptized the 120 in the upper room uh, with the Holy Spirit and things changed from that time forward. Hallelujah. And I'm glad that it's still real today. Can you say amen? Glory to God. Amen. Uh, I was talking to a gentleman one time uh, about that and how uh, God baptized them all with the Holy Ghost and that they began to speak in that heavenly language uh, as the Spirit gave utterance. And he said, yeah, that, that all happened and, and, and healing happened and all that happened. He said, but that... Uh, 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 he said, uh, all, that, all that ended. He said, it's, it's over with now. It's, it's no more. And he said, the, the Bible says, where there shall be tongues, they shall cease. I said, uh, okay, uh, what are you going to do with that next verse under there? He said, what do you mean? I said, where, I said, it says, and where there is knowledge, it shall vanish away. How did you have enough sense to get to work this morning? <laughs> Amen. Um, Evidently, we still got some knowledge. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, but I'm thankful it's just as real today as it ever was. Hallelujah. And uh, and thinking in that line, when I was uh, looking at some scriptures and thinking about the devotional, um, for some reason, um, um, I was drawn to um, um, the scriptures in the book of Galatians, Paul's writing in the fifth chapter, and uh talking about the um, uh, fruit of the Spirit. And um, we're going to begin reading verse 22 and finish out the chapter, verse 26. And let's listen to what he says here. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, against such there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Amen. 
there's a lot of emphasis in some circles today about the gifts of the Spirit of God. I, I talked a little bit about just a minute or two ago about the, about the gift of tongues. Uh, and a lot of people really emphasize the gifts. But I want you to know today that the fruit of the Spirit is just as important. Amen. And if not, more so. And I, I want to point out there, uh, going back to verse 22, uh, that uh, uh, opened it up with, the fruit of the Spirit is love. And the main thing I want to bring out about that is a lot of times they want to uh, plural that word, but it's not the fruits of the Spirit. Look at the scripture, but the fruit, singular, of the Spirit is love. He goes on and talks about joy, peace, long-suffering, all, all, all the rest of it. Uh, there's not many fruits. If, it, if, there was, if there was more than one, he would, they would say, but the fruits of the Spirit are. Huh? But that's not the way it's written. And, you know, uh, I have studied uh, I have studied Greek back when I was in Bible college, and uh, uh, it's, uh, it's, not, it's not written that way in, in the Greek. And the, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. That's, that's the fruit of the Spirit. And once you get that love in you, it's going to produce joy. Peace, long-suffering, kindness. See, none of those other things are going to be possible until you first get love. Hallelujah. Amen. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. How many knows we need, need more of that in this old world today? I mean, with all the hatred and the rage and all the stuff that's going on, it's just uh, we are just like what uh, is predicted uh, where Jesus said before the, for the coming of the Lord that in the last days it would be like, like it was in the days of Noah. And we're, we're in that time. We're in that time. Hallelujah. God needs some people who can manifest his love. And if we have that love, it's going to bring you joy. It's going to bring you peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, um, uh, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. All of those things, hallelujah. So let's all just say, Lord, baptize me with your love, amen, that I can uh, have the compassion for my fellow man like I should have. Let's really worship the Lord today because as we start out, he is worthy. Give him a hand clap of praise while they come back.
worship him today. Oh, he's my
Lord, you are good and your mercy endureth forever. Lord, you are good and your mercy endureth forever. Oh, people from every nation and tongue, from generation to generation, we worship you.
God is good. All the time, give him another hand clap of praise. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We worship him like the other song we sung because of who he is. Amen. Not because of what he does, but because of who he is. Hallelujah. If the Lord stopped answering my prayers, I'd still have to worship him. Because he's already done more for me in my lifetime than I could ever imagine to thank him for. Hallelujah. I believe he's worthy, don't you? He is worthy. Let's give him one more hand clap today. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. We are going to worship God uh, in our givings right now. And uh, uh, we've got several ways that uh, you can give. You can give by card, and you can step right there at the welcome desk to do that. Or you can use your um, app on your phone. If you've got our uh, app downloaded, it's, it's up fully uh, running now, and you can put your information in there where it stays, and it makes it really, uh, really simple. Uh, and, um, but uh, anyway, that you want to give those of you watching online, uh, either app or you can go to uh, Christ Family Church Nashville.org. Somebody um, uh, mentioned um, the other other day said, "Well, they never could get uh, the website. They kept putting in Christ Family Church, but you got to put in Christ Family Church Nashville, uh, and uh, because there is a, another church somewhere that's named Christ Family Church." And you have to specify Nashville and then .org, and it'll take you take you right to it. Amen. But uh, let's bow our heads and ask God's blessing uh, on the offering today. Heavenly Father, we come this evening. We thank you and we praise you for the privilege we have to give, Lord. As a song that we said a few minutes ago, you are our provider. You provide everything that we need, and we give you the praise and the glory for that. And it makes us want to give unto you so we can further the gospel of Christ and do the works of God that you have desired for us to do. So I'm asking you, Lord, to bless this offering right now. Bless the gift and the giver. In Jesus' name, let the church say, God bless you as you give today. Jesus got a hold of my life and he won't let me go. Jesus got into my heart, he got into my soul. Used to be oh so sad, but now I'm just free and glad because Jesus got a hold of my life and he won't. I can still remember how I used to be living in sin. Tried to act happy and free, but I wasn't within. Food a lot of friends of mine, they all thought I had peace of mind. 
But I never really had it till I opened up and let Jesus in. Jesus got a hold of my life and he won't let me go. Jesus got into my heart, he got into my soul. Used to be so sad, but now I'm just free and glad. Because Jesus got a hold of my life and won't let me go. Praise his name, hallelujah. the Lord. I wonder if anybody has got a testimony burning in your spirit right now that you'd like to stand and give God a testimony this morning. You've got the opportunity right now. Yes. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Might not be one other will stand testify today. Yes. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. I'll give up. Yes. <laughs> All right. Amen. That's great. Hallelujah. I want to give a uh, uh, praise report. Um, uh, for uh, Sister Darlene, uh, we uh, we did found out, you know, that she has got a uh, uh, torn, where my mind, rotator cup, and uh, so when we went to see uh, the doctor again the other day, well, we were praying and we asked for prayer for God to be able to do something to give her relief without having the surgery, because that surgery is not any fun, and so he um, said, well, we will, we will give you a um, uh, a shot, and we'll see how, how that goes, and she says, okay, and so she, um, they come in there, and Lord of mercy, that, that, that lady brought that needle in there, was that long, filled with, I says, oh, Lord Jesus, I told her, I says, I, I said, she's got a high pain tolerance. I said, but I'm a crybaby. Mm -hmm. 
Amen. But they put that in there, and I praise God that it, uh, it, it, she started feeling better almost immediately. And uh, she's able to hold her arm up to uh, uh, fix her hair and uh, carry a purse in that hand, which she was not able to do. So I'm, you know, God answered that prayer uh, uh, that way. But uh, what we're going to pray now that we know for sure what the problem is, I'm going to believe God, and I hope I get some people who agree with me that God will heal, heal that torn cup or that surgery, period. Uh, we had to get a, uh, a locksmith to come back out um, to the church yesterday. We had issues with this front door uh, again. And uh, I came over here to wait on him. And uh, when he pulled, got out of his van, uh, he had his arm in a sling. I says, what's happened to you? He said, uh, torn rotator cuff. I said, you're kidding. He says, no. He um, hurt himself um, sometime back. And he, he started telling me everything that he was going through. And it's almost similar to her and how much he, he kept him awake. He couldn't sleep at night. And he said, uh, he said, it gave me a shot first. He says, and it did good. And he says, I got to feeling better. And I did think I overdid it. And he said, after about five, five weeks, the shot wore out. And said, so I finally gave in and told him to do the surgery. He says, but now I'm in this, in this sling for uh, six weeks. Uh, but uh, so I decided right then and there, I says, well, we're going to, we're going to pray that God will heal that torn thing so she won't have to have no surgery. I believe God can do it. Does anybody else agree with me on that? Hallelujah. If he took care of that growth in her lungs several years ago, he can do that. Amen. I mean, she had, she had, had that growth in her lung, and she got to where she couldn't hardly walk, go nowhere, she'd get out of breath and everything, and uh, church prayed um, uh, while we was over at the old building, and uh, uh, took her to get the, um, uh, do a biopsy of it, uh, and uh, to see for sure what it was, and doctor come back out there and meet in the waiting room, I, I said, this was mighty quick, I'm just not nowhere near as long as you told me to be, he said there wasn't nothing there for me to biopsy, it's gone. Amen. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if he ever was a healer, he still is today. And we got all kind of testimonies all over this house of people God has touched and healed. Hallelujah. I'm one myself. Hallelujah. So you come too late, tell me that God does not have the power to heal. What it, what it all boils down to is our ability to believe. If you can believe in him and believe in his word, there's nothing impossible. That's what the book says, and I believe that. Hallelujah. We are going to dismiss for Children's Church and do our meet and greet right now. Let's all stand together. Well, it feels so good just being here again. It feels so good feeling what I feel again.
There's just nothing like better than God's people getting together. Oh, good being here again. It feels so good just being here again. It feels so good feeling what I feel again. There's just nothing I like better than God's people getting together. Feels so good being here again. It feels so good just being here again. It feels so good feeling what I feel again. There's just nothing I like better than God's people getting together. Feels so good being here one more time. It feels so good just being here again. It feels so good feeling what I feel again. There's just nothing I like better than God's people getting together. Feels so good being here again. All right, let's make, give the Lord one more hand clap while you make your way back to your seats. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Amen, amen. Uh, it's also good to have Leanne back with us. I can, hey, over there. We've been praying for her, and she's had to go through some, some junk herself, but uh, God, um, by the grace of God, she's still with us, and we're thankful for that. Hallelujah. We are going to turn the service over to uh, Brother Ronnie now. He's going to be preaching the Word, and let's get into the Word of God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, everyone. Great to be in the house of the Lord this afternoon. Great to see everybody today. Those watching by means of the live stream, we welcome you. It's good to see you. Well, good for you to be seeing us. Do y'all not hear me? 
confessed and won. They got in there. Praise the Lord. Good thing. Next thing, they'll be blowing y'all out. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But it's great to be in the house of the Lord this afternoon. So I know we need the rain. It's, it's good for the land, but it's great to see the sunshine finally have it come in. So, so thankful for that. And we, I don't know about any animals y'all might have. We have some cats at the house that they absolutely love basking in the sunshine. And I think they go into a state of depression when it's cloudy and gloomy. <laughs> But they love to be in the sun, and it's, it's, it's great to be in the sunshine. So, But we want to uh, focus our attention on the Word this afternoon. And Pastor had, has already given uh, one scripture uh, that we'll be using in, in today's message. So I, uh, I looked at Michelle and told her, I said, well, I guess the Lord's giving confirmation uh, of the Word today. So because uh, pastors already used exact scripture in his devotion that we'll be going to in, in, the, in the message. But to open up, we want to go to the book of John, chapter 12. Book of John, chapter 12, we'll begin at verse 1 and read through 11. And this, of course, is the passage where Mary anoints Jesus. John, chapter 12, begin reading at verse 1. Reads like this is then six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, who had been dead, whom he had raised from the dead. There they made him a supper, and Martha served, but Lazarus was one of those who sat at the table with him. Then Mary took a pound of very costly oil of spikenard, anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair and the house was filled with the fragrance of the oil. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, who would betray him, said, Why was this fragrant oil not sold for 300 denarii, or would have been in that day a full year's salary, and given to the poor? This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the money box, and he used to take what was put in it. But Jesus said, Let her alone. She has kept this for the day of my burial. For the poor you have with you always, but me you do not have always. Now a great many of the Jews knew that he was there, and they came out not only for Jesus' sake, but for that they might also see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. But the chief priests plotted to put Lazarus to death also. Because on account of him, many of the Jews went away and believed in Jesus. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, we just give you praise and glory for this day. We thank you for this time, Lord, in your presence. And Father, we just ask that your word as it goes forth right now to just use me as you see fit. Open our ears and our hearts to the understanding of your word, Lord. Let us receive and retain what you have for us today. Hallelujah. As we further our walk with you. In the mighty name of Jesus, let everyone say, Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. I want to speak to us this morning on the aroma of love. The aroma of love. And we we know that there are many smells around. That's one of our senses is the, is the, the smell sense. We, we can tell... <laughs> Many said we had we sensed a, a not so good smell on the way to uh, church this morning. 
uh, a polecat had done got hit, and you know how that thing can linger in your air system as you're driving down the road for a while. It's not a pleasant smell, yeah. And so uh, that's a skunk. Y'all don't know who what a polecat is. <laughs> that's a skunk. And you know, so we ha everybody has different desires of a smell that they like. You like some smells, you disdain other smells. Not everybody is the same on their smelling, on what's pleasant to you. But the aroma of love that comes from God is the same for everyone. The aroma of love that comes from God, hallelujah. It, it's the a, it's a same smell, it's a desiring smell. It, it is something that everyone longs for, that aroma of love. Our scripture that we open with, up with, this was some supper to be had. The night before the triumphal entry, Jesus was being honored for everything that he had done for his, this family. Matthew and Mark's gospel speaks of this house belonging to Simon the leper. Not much is known about this Simon other than they call him Simon the leper. And if he was a leper at one time, then that only means that Jesus healed him as well because we know that lepers were not allowed in town, in houses around other people. They had to be outside of town in a special camp. They had to cry out, unclean, unclean. And some theologians believe that this possibly could have been, their opinion now, that this could, may have been the father of Martha, Mary, and Lazarus. Maybe it was, not sure, this theologian theory. But it, the scripture says, and like I said, in Matthew and Mark, that this was Simon the leper. And so his house. So this was some supper that was going on. A lot of things transpiring that was going on here. Uh, there was a mass crowd outside the house. A lot of Jews who wanted to see not only Jesus for the works that he had done, but they had come to see Lazarus as well a dead man that was dead for four days and Jesus brought back to life. He was in the house. He was at the table and they wanted to see him. Of course, the chief priests, they had their own desire. They, had what they wanted to get rid of Jesus and now because many Jews were turned to believe Jesus, they wanted to take out Lazarus as well. So a lot of things was going on here at this supper. But I want to talk about Martha... Lazarus and Mary this morning. I want to talk about their roles and and what they played and how that it uh, involves us today and how it involves our walk with Jesus today and how we can have the aroma of love. Number one, Martha served. It says in verse two that Martha served. It seems simple. It's very short and to the point. But what does it mean to truly serve the Lord Jesus? Of course, right here in this text, it means that she waited on everyone that was at the table. She served them with the food and the water that, they, that she was giving them at the table. It can be said that Martha at this time was at peace. She wasn't distracted like the time before when she was so concerned about everything that had to be done. Even told Jesus, can't you, yeah, can't you make my sister Mary help me? But Jesus said that Mary was, was interested in that good part, the good thing that was to be had. She was focused on that. So Scripture doesn't say here that Martha was so uh, irritated and concerned about things that were going on. She was now at peace. She was happy that her brother was alive, and she was willingly serving Jesus and Lazarus and all that were in the house. She was serving with a heart of gladness. She was, not, she was attentive now about who was at the table, not what needed to be done. Hallelujah. 
We are to live a life of service to Jesus. When we come to Christ and we, and we say that we are commit our life to Him, that is a commitment of a life of service to Him. To have in, forth, in our minds what does it take to serve Him? What do we do to please Jesus, to, to, uh, to serve the Lord? Not our desires, not our will, not be concerned about things that we think needs to transpire and, and be done. We need to have a life of service to Jesus. John 12, on into Scripture here, in verse 25 and 26. It says, He who loves his life will lose it, and who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. We do not need to love our life to the end. We do not need to be so concerned about our life. We need to be concerned about our spiritual life, our spiritual walk in Christ Jesus. If we are that, if we are more concerned about our spiritual life, that's what will bring us to eternity through Christ Jesus. Verse 26 said, If anyone serves me, let him follow me. And where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, him, my father, will honor. Hallelujah. That is a promise that Jesus made. Our life of service to Christ God the Father will honor us because we commit ourselves to Christ Jesus and doing His will, His perfect will in our lives. So we have a life of service. Martha demonstrated that. She willingly served with a humble heart. It was so attentive to the needs of those there that day. Number two, in that same verse, it, it talks about Lazarus was at the table with Jesus. And this is kind of like a two-part with Lazarus because I, I really felt the Lord uh, tug my heart in, in the two areas with considering concerning Lazarus here. It's an intimate setting when Lazarus was at the table with Jesus. Consider that Lazarus was dead and he's now alive and he's in the house at the table and the disciples are there. They're talking and, and just relaxing as Mary, Martha is uh, serving them. But Lazarus made Jesus the head of his life. Lazarus believed in Jesus before he had died. His life was brought back to his body because he believed in Jesus as the Son of God. I believe that Lazarus, before he, before he had passed away, had got sick and passed away, he believed in Jesus as the Son of God before he passed. Hallelujah. Jesus wants that true intimacy with us. Let's look at John 11, verse 21 through 27. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 21. Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you have been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. And it's right up here on the banner if you're not following along in the scripture. It's right there on that one banner. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. I believe Lazarus believed in him before he had died. Jesus could have very well just raised Lazarus up anyway because of who he was. But I believe that Lazarus believed in him before he had passed in. Hallelujah. Verse 26 said, And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? 
She said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. That's what it takes today to have eternal, eternal life through Christ Jesus is believing that he in fact was the Son of God, that he came to this world and died upon that cross, took the punishment that we are due, took the, all that punishment that should be upon us. He willingly laid his life down and rose his life again for us that we may have eternity. Sin is taken care of because of Christ Jesus today. Hallelujah. He is alive today and one day we will live in glory with him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he will live again. That is a hope and a promise that we cling to. We never let go of that. I don't care what kind of lie the devil tries to tell you about your past. I don't care what you have been through. You need to uh, come against that in the name of the Lord. Declare that your past has been forgiven and forgotten forevermore. We would do well to forget our past the same way that Jesus has forgotten it. Never to remember again. Never to bring it up and throw in your face again. The devil does that to you to try to convince you that you are not truly saved. But those who are in Christ Jesus are truly saved today. Hallelujah. If you believe that, give the Lord a hand clap of praise today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. But I said also that Jesus wants a true intimacy with us. Some Christians have a form of an intimacy, but no real commitment with Christ. No real commitment. They have a little bit, but they don't want, they don't want to have that intimacy that Jesus is designed, desiring. They are, in fact, lukewarm. They're neither cold nor hot. They're lukewarm. And there's a warning that comes from the book of Revelation because of that lukewarmness. Let's go to Revelation 3. Thank you. In 14 through 20. And to the angel of the church of the Laodiceans, write, These things says the Amen, the faithful and the true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Hallelujah. That's strong saying right there. I will vomit you. I will spew you out of my mouth because you are neither cold nor hot. You're lukewarm. Too many Christians in the kingdom of God today are in a state of lukewarmness. They don't have that intimacy that Jesus is desiring with His people, with you individually. He wants you to be completely on fire and hot for Him, not neither cold nor hot, not lukewarm. You will be spewed out, hallelujah, if you are that, that lukewarmness like the Scripture talks about. Jesus desires an intimacy with each and every one each and every one. He desires that. But there's too many things going on in our lives today. There's too many things drawing our attention today. And that is a ploy of the devil in and of itself, is distractions. The devil knows what you like, knows, knows what you watch on TV, knows what you play on your phone, the games that you have, all these distractions. Maybe your job is a distraction. There, there's so many things that are pulling us away from stay, staying in that intimate level that we're completely hot for Jesus Christ today. Hallelujah. Verse 17 goes on to say, Because you say, I am rich, 
have become wealthy and have need of nothing and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. So many people have need of nothing. You know, we live in the United States of America and everyone knows the situation that's going on down at the border. And you know the number one reason why so many people, and it ain't just Mexico, we all understand that I, hate, I think I heard as many as 170 countries are being represented coming across our southern border. could be more than that. So there's many countries around the world. And it's always been said down through the generations of how great and blessed America is, how wealthy this nation is. And that's true. There's something to be said to that. But there's a warning that should go out to our leaders in Washington, D.C. and to the people of America that, that that greatness that this nation has shared can go away and will go away because they refuse to keep God in place in this country. The reason we have been blessed down through the years is because our foundations began with putting God first. Our foundations began with the freedom to worship God, a creator that included him in government. Hallelujah. Now, they, they always included prayer at the beginning of meetings in, uh, up in Washington and Congress. They, well, they still do, but there, there are a lot of situations like even right now we have high school graduations going on, college commencement speeches going on. They t I remember in my, in my high school graduation, it was said to the Valley Victorian, you cannot pray. You cannot pray. They want to remove prayer from all kind of different things. They want to remove any type of acknowledgement of God in, in our country. They don't, they don't want you to promote God and pray to God. They don't, they don't want to do that. But that's where the nation's blessings has come from down through the generations since this is founding is because we put God first at the head of our country. We need to get back to that God is head of our country in this land. Hallelujah. And you know, that's why so many people want to come to America because of how blessed this nation has been over the years. They want to participate in that. They want to be a part of that. And so that's why they come. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. But verse 18, I counsel you to buy for me gold refined in the fire that you may be rich in white garments that you may be clothed that the shame of your nakedness not be revealed and anoint your eyes with eye salve that you may see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore, be zealous and repent. And really focus on verse 20 here. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and dine with him and he with me. And in the King James, it says, and sup with him and he with me. And this, my thought and the Spirit went to this verse as I read that about Lazarus being at a table in that supper, that intimate scene, that supper. Jesus is desiring that intimacy where we can, he will come in and sup with us and we with him when we have that intimacy with him. He desires that. But see, situations in our life has shoved him outside. Remember now that this was a message to Laodicea of the church. This ain't a message to the world. This is a message to the church. Jesus, therefore, is, is being shoved outside. He's standing at the door knocking. He's trying, he's trying to come back in to our lives. Hallelujah. He's standing at the door knocking, saying, I will come in and have dinner with you. I will have intimacy with you and you with me. You put me first place in your life. If you'll put me first, hallelujah. But we, so many people, 
have shoved him out. So many things have taken place of the intimacy that we should have with Christ Jesus. If you want improvement in your life today, if you want improvement in your spiritual walk with Christ Jesus today, you need to regain that intimacy that you once had when you came down to the altar and asked Him to forgive you of your sin. When you were baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, that intimacy that you desire, that you feel is left, then it, it can be right there again once you put Jesus back in, once you open the door back to Jesus Christ. He's standing at the door knocking, wanting to come in and dine with you, wanting that intimacy with you today. Hallelujah. Glory to the name of the Lord. Thirdly, it was Mary that gave what she valued. She gave her ultimate possession that she had, that, value, that she valued the most. This spikenard oil comes from the root of an Indian plant, which I can't pronounce. I will butcher it all up and down sideways, backwards and right. So it's nard ostachis jadamati. I told you that's maybe close, maybe not. But anyway, it grows in the Himalaya mountains. The oil prepared from the root was highly valued and had a strong, distinctive aroma and would cling to hair and skin to, to continue giving off the perfume smell. Spikenard's aroma indicated that the very best had been offered. When Mary anointed the feet of Jesus with this oil, she wanted only the very best of what she had to define her love for him. That's what she had that, that was of the most value that she could get to define her love for him. As a result, everyone that's in the house knew it too because that aroma began to fill. And Judas became indignant of it. Maybe some of the other disciples did too. They didn't like that this very expensive oil, like I said, like a year's salary's worth is what it would, this would have value would have been. But to Mary, see, it was, it was what showed her love for Jesus the most. So that didn't have, Jesus had more value to her and her love for him than what this oil did. Her love for Jesus was of more of a value than this oil. So she willingly gave this oil, this highly valued, highly sought after oil that Judas wanted to just sell and he said he claimed give to the poor. But as John said, it's because he was the keeper of the box and he was probably going to take the money anyway. But Mary gave out of humility and love in her heart. That aroma that filled the house. And this was the night before the triumphal entry. I believe, this, this is my opinion, that Jesus even thought of, the, thought of that anointing later on in the events of that week that took place. Reminded him of what he was, what he was going to be facing and going through. Remembered that Mary gave her, her all for him and he was going to in turn give his all for her and also me and you and to all who receive Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. It's not... Our love for Jesus should show and be seen by everyone. Not in a way that exalts us, but in a way that exalts Christ Jesus. It should come out as a way that exalts Him. The aroma of love that comes out because of Christ Jesus is something that's infectious. Everyone wants to be a part of it. Everyone desires that aroma, that love that comes forth from Jesus Christ. Just like this spikenard oil had a fragrance that was long-lasting, that lasted, and everyone could smell. Everyone knew that the very best was given. There's times in our lives when we are out, and we're out in public, we're out shopping or doing things, you can tell and show others 
the love of Jesus Christ, and they will sense and know something's going. They spiritually, you you'll be able to smell that smell of Jesus on you because when you react certain ways to situations, when you want to blow up at someone but you don't, and you're you're showing the love of Jesus, you're putting off that aroma of Jesus Christ because in the flesh you could do that. In the flesh you could blow up. You could show yourself, as we say, and you could you know really cut somebody down, and you could really what we think would be putting someone in their place. But when we show the love of Jesus Christ, we're putting that aroma of love out there, and that's something that a lot of folks don't understand. They don't grasp it, and in turn, in result, they do desire it. They want it. They remember it. Hallelujah. They remember that. Let's go to Galatians 5, begin reading in verse 22. This is what I told you earlier that Pastor had had given uh, for the devotion, so y'all, hopefully y'all remember what pastor said. Now, I want to tell you today, if you want to smell good, it ain't in your perfume that you put on. It's not. It's not in the cologne that that I wear that all y'all love so much. I know my cologne is great. Sister Michelle got it for me because she liked it so much and it smells good. And I know y'all love it if you can smell it. She tells me I don't put enough on. Even if you don't like it, tell me you love it anyway. <laughs> but that's not what makes you a person smell good. Now, it might mask some smells, Brother Joe, after a hard day's work. You know, but true, tr- a true uh, good aroma that we want to smell, that we want to put out there is the aroma that comes from Christ Jesus. It's the fruit of the Spirit. Pastor said it so well, exactly where I was going with this. Verse 22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. The fruit of the Spirit is love. It starts with love, the aroma of love. That fruit of the Spirit is love. If you want to smell good today, you're going to have that joy. You're going to have that peace, long-suffering. Peace is, peace is a big one. You know, your family and your friends and co-workers that see you go through a particular situation, and they see that you have a peace that surpasses all understanding, they pick up on that. They know that you have a peace, and they maybe they ain't 100% where it comes from. They pick up. You know what, it, you know what I'm saying today to, for this message? It's that aroma of Jesus Christ that they're sensing. They're sensing that, and they want, they want to be a part of that. They, they want to know more of that. When we have that peace, long-suffering, when we have kindness, goodness, faithfulness. You have none of these things on your own. It comes from the fruit of the Spirit, which is love. And we all are going to smell great when we have the fruit of the Spirit. And it's effect, it's infectious. Everyone want, wants to be a part of it. Everybody wants to know where that comes from. But when we, when we uh, live in our flesh and we walk in our flesh, we're stinky. We are stinky when we walk in our flesh, but when we walk in the Spirit, we have the aroma of the love of Christ Jesus upon us. We're more pleasant to be around. When you smell something good in the natural sense, you want to be around it, do you not? Whether it's a, it's, it's dinner cooking on the table, or whether like when I come in... And, uh, I'm trying not to get choked up and give Michelle a compliment. <laughs> Uh, but when I come in in the evening and Michelle's got the home so nice, she's lit, you know, candles. There's an aroma in the house that smells good. 
And I see her after a long, hard day's work. I'm so thankful that she's made made the aroma of the house smell good. It, you know, and it the best, you know, maybe the best uh, smell of all may not be the uh, the dinner cooking on the table or uh, the way that she has fixed up the house to, to, uh, that's so desire to be home, but just to, to look at her and know that we share a connection together. There, there's, there's a love there. There's an aroma there between us that I love that I'm so thankful for today. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We put on the, love, the fruit of the Spirit. It's love. We are going to smell good. We're not going to be stinky today. We're not going to smell like a polecat. Come on, somebody. We don't want to. We don't want to be in, live, live in the flesh. We don't want to walk in the flesh. We want to walk in the spirit. I'm trying to give you something that you'll remember today. I'm trying to give you something that will stick with you today. Hallelujah. We want. We want to be just as Christ Jesus wanted. Did I give you the down to 24? 23 is where I left. Gentleness, self-control, against such there is no law. And 24, and those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. The flesh and passions and desires, I'm telling you again, they're stinky. You don't want no part of them. There's a world out there that is uh, rooting around in that stuff, and they don't smell good on them neither. We don't want to be we don't want to be around people who are ugly and rude, do we? That's a stinky flesh is is what it is. We want to be around the aroma of the love of God. Hallelujah. Let's be that example for the world today when we go out this week. Let's be that example that let let's promote that aroma of love that comes from Christ Jesus by the fruit of the spirit. Hallelujah. If you if you struggle in these areas, the Holy Ghost is for you today. The Holy Ghost is what we all need to have the ability to do this. It's the fruit of the Spirit of love comes from that Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Glory to the name of the Lord. When King David had brought the Ark of the Covenant back, every six paces he had a sacrifice. Every six paces, oxen and sheep to the Lord, as well as he danced with all his might when he was bringing this Ark back. When King David's wife Michael saw that he was behaving out in public, she despised him in her heart because, see, Michael was the daughter of Saul, and Saul was all about his image and what he looked like to the people, and Michael was the same way. She was concerned about how David was looking out in public as he was coming in with the Ark of the Covenant because, see, he only had the one linen aphid on. It was basically like an apron, they say. And so she thought that that image that he was portraying was not good. But I, David felt like that it wasn't his image that he, that he was putting out there. The attention should have been on the Ark of the Covenant that was coming back to town. Hallelujah. And she told him that that image that he portrayed was disgraceful. But David said it was before the Lord and that he acted in a way that... He would play music before the Lord and he would be even more undignified than that and humble in his own sight because David had done it to the Lord. He did not do it to be seen or put out, put out a bad image. It was humbleness within his heart, the reason why that he had done this. Our true love for Jesus will cause us to be humble and have that humility and will give the very best that we have to offer to Christ Jesus. That is what it's all about today, giving our best to Him. Mary gave 
this spikenard oil as was the most valuable thing that she had at that time. She gave that because she wanted to give her best. Today, maybe for us, we feel like we don't have anything of value. But I do know there's one thing of value that each and every one of us has, and that is our time. Our time is a very valuable resource that we have. We all do what we want to do with our time, whether it's work to try to make a living, whether it's you know, uh, doing other things that we desire to do. Not that there's anything wrong with a whole host of activities or things that we desire to do with our time, but our time is where we get that intimacy with God. How much time are we spending with Christ Jesus? You know, we come together at church on Sunday, maybe on Wednesday, but it's more than that. Christ Jesus, like I said earlier, wants an intimacy with us. He don't want to be standing outside the door knocking. He wants to have that intimacy with us each and every day. That's what He desires of us. We ought to love Him so much for what He's done for us that we desire that to be with Him and that we will give our time that is so valuable to us right now in this day... We, are, we stay at a constant state of busyness. We are always on the go, on the move. There's always going to the store, going to work. Maybe you have children or grandchildren. you got to take places. They've got activities they're doing. From the time we get up to the time we go to bed, we are, our day is filled with doing things that maybe they don't include the Lord Jesus. And I really felt impressed in this in my spirit today that Christ is wanting more of our time in the kingdom of God. All of His children, He wants more of our time. We shove Him aside way too much. We, we put Him to the back burner way too much. We do it so much that before long, we eventually kick Him out of the house completely. And we got to be careful for that today. I saw a church sign one time that said, and we're talking about uh, suppers and being at the table and everything. I saw a church sign and it was good. It said, do not give place to the devil at your table because he will take over. Do not give place to the devil today at your table. You don't think that you're doing that, but a lot of your time that is getting pulled in you away from Christ Jesus, that's a valuable resource that you have, an asset that you have that is so valuable the more time you spend on your knees in prayer, the more time you spend studying the Word of God, there's an intimacy there, a closeness there that puts you tighter with Jesus Christ and it will come in handy for you and your walk with Jesus because one day you're going to be tested. One day you're going to be asked the question. One day you're going to, you're, you're going to wish that you might have been closer to the Lord than what you feel you are. You can have that today. You can have that intimacy today in Christ Jesus. Put Him first place every day that ends in Y in your life. Put Him first place. Do not get up and start your day without going to the Lord Jesus Christ in prayer for that day. Do not start your day without thanking Him for first waking you up. Before you get up out of bed and you place your feet on the floor and you're still laying in that bed and you're relaxed and you're thinking, oh Lord, the first thought may be, I don't feel it today. Does Chloe have a shirt that says, I'm not adulting today? Or I don't feel like it? I don't feel like adulting today? I think Chloe's got a shirt that says, I don't feel like adulting today. Maybe that's the way you feel. You're, you know, you still, you know, you want to turn over in bed. I don't feel like adulting today. But, you know, it needs to be on our heart in an intimacy with Jesus Christ so much that when we wake up, our first thought before our feet hit the floor is, thank you, Father. 
Thank you for this day that you have given me. Thank you that you have woken me up. Hallelujah. Thank you that you have kept me through the night and protected me. Hallelujah. The devil attacks many at the nighttime. He attacked me and Michelle last night in our sleep. Because, but, and I, I don't fully understand it, what was going on, but I know he attacks. And that's a vulnerable state for us when we're asleep. And he will try to come in and attack you while you're sleeping. And so when we wake up in the morning, we need to thank Christ Jesus, hallelujah, that he has been with us through the night. He has protected us. He has seen us through another day. We need to be always in a heart of thanksgiving for what he has done for us, hallelujah. Because you know what I've noticed? When I wake up, if I feel like the devil has attacked me some kind of way through the night, when I'm awake, it's gone like that because I can declare and claim him gone and rebuke him in the name of the Lord, and he is gone instantly. Sometimes I know in my dreams, if I, I try to rebuke the devil or try to get out the name of Jesus, I, if y'all, I don't know if y'all have experienced this. I'm just being real with you. Sometimes I feel like I can't get Jesus out in my sleep, you know. And so when I wake up, it's, it's like it's easier if you feel that, if you feel uh, something, uh, an evil spirit or something, to rebuke it right away in the Lord and it be gone. You know, right away. But sometimes in our sleep, he knows that he comes in and tries to attack. But when we get up each and every day, we never know what we're going to face. We never know what's going to come about. We need to have that intimacy with Christ Jesus that our very first thoughts are on him and thanking him for the day and, and, and just asking him, Lord, to use me in a way that you see fit today. Let me be a light for you today. And he will use you. He will let you be a light for his kingdom. Hallelujah. He will bless you in that area for doing that. So many, so many times when we get out in public, our patience is tested. And I know mine is. It is tested each and every day. That's, you know, that's one reason for us to put Jesus first and, and foremost in our thoughts and mind in the morning when we get up. Because we don't know how we're going to be tested, but he knows. He knows what's coming down, down the pipe. So we need, we need to have that intimacy there with him. Pastor, if you want to come on up and get a song ready. Our time is so valuable. We can do so many things with our time each and every day. But if you want to help spread the aroma of love in Christ Jesus, we need that intimacy back with Him. We need to be have that close connection with Him to be able to have that fruit of the Spirit, it's love that it's put out there, that other people sees that love and everything that's included with it, that long-suffering, that joy. Sometimes you can be going through the worst time of your life, but then all of a sudden feel joy. There's, uh, one scripture says that weeping it may endureth the night, but joy cometh in the morning. The joy can be there after that weeping or during that time that you're, that you're at your wit's end. It's because of that intimacy that you can have with Christ Jesus. Will you stand today? We are here to pray with you for anything that you need prayer with. Maybe you haven't given your heart over completely to Christ Jesus and you want to come and ask the Lord to forgive you of your sin. Maybe you haven't made a commitment to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and you want to do that today. Whatever the need is, whatever the situation is, Jesus is here for you today. And not only that, He wants a true intimacy with you today as they play. He left.
the splendor of heaven. Knowing his destiny, was the lonely hill of Golgotha there to lay down his life for me if that is and love the ocean is dry there's no stars in the sky and the sparrow can't fly if that is love. Then heaven's a There's no feeling. Like this, if that isn't love, my, 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 my. even in death, he remembers. The thief hanging by his side. He spoke with love and compassion. Then he took him to paradise if that is unloved the ocean is dry there's no stars in the sky and the sparrow can't fly if that is unloved then heaven a meal 
There's no feeling like this. If that isn't love, praise your name, Lord. The aroma of love is the greatest aroma that you'll ever know. That's the love of God, the love of Christ. Hallelujah. And the, uh, the sacrifice that he made for, uh, for our redemption, for our salvation. Hallelujah. Amen. And I, I thought of a scripture uh, um, while he was ministering, some people look at following the Lord in the Bible as trying, well, we got to follow a set of rules and guidelines. And it takes all that, those things just to keep us in place and keep us where we should be. But the Apostle Paul said, the love of Christ constrains me. Amen. I don't do what I do for God because I, I fear going to some hell or being lost. Amen. That's, that's not what motivates me, folks. It's his love. It's that aroma. Hallelujah. His love constrains me. When I'm, when I'm tired and woke up and like he said, you know, oh, Lord, another day. You know what I mean? And maybe if, and that day, maybe it's even by Sunday sometimes. You know, it's the love of Christ that want, wants me to go on. Hallelujah. And I heard somebody say one time, says, now that I've grown up and I'm having to deal with life every day, I know why roosters scream at the start of every day. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I, I'm, we're out where you can hear them, them roosters crowing every day, but I never thought of it like that. You know, roosters are screaming at the fall of every day. Oh, no, another day. But if you get that realm of love, hallelujah, you can say, this is a day the Lord hath made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. Praise his holy name. Appreciate everyone being here today. Remember, there will not be a service uh, uh, this coming Wednesday night, and uh, uh, but we will be back here next Sunday for all of those of you who ain't going out of town anyway. Uh, we're going to be back back here celebrating the birthday of the church and Pentecost Sunday. Uh, I enjoy that. Amen. Very much so. Let's bow our heads and thank the Lord for the service. Father. We come to you today. We thank you and we praise you for this day. Thank you for the service, God, the worship, the songs, the testimonies, uh, and the ministry of your word. And help us, Lord, to have a desire to carry that aroma of your love everywhere we go. Let, it, let us carry that aroma on the job and in the neighborhood and in our family gatherings everywhere we go because we want, we want the, the world to smell you when they're around us, not smell us, but to smell you.
of you in the Lord.